as some of you know, we prayed over Becky and Omar, and and they're in Puerto Rico this week, and just doing awesome things there, leading worship um, and whatnot. And like I said, starting this week, we had the first Bible study at Brackenridge, and that was awesome. Had a few students, um, and just seeing how, like, we didn't actually get into the classroom that we were supposed to, so I was like, okay, well, let's just go sit over here. And then you see students walking by, teachers walking by. What's going on over here? Well, we're just having a Bible study. And some of them are like, this is so awesome. And then some are like, why, why are you here? And I was like, well, we're just sharing the gospel, Amen, you know. But God is just, God is just awesome. Um, and some of these students, like, there's a few that I was like, oh, I'm surprised. You know, it's awesome to see that. They were asking questions about, um, I spoke on, you know, being the light um, in Matthew 5, just talking about let your light so shine before men that they may see your works and glorify your father. And then walking in love. And I challenged them. I was like, there's probably some situations in your life where you really need to walk in love instead of being bitter. They're like, well, you know, I might. And it's like, well, write it down in front of you. And I challenge you for, if it's a person, to love that person today. And then I came back to school because of coaching. And they're like, you know, today was a little bit different. And I was like, that's awesome. God's already moving. So it's going to start in a few and just go through. And so just, just please be praying for that because, like I said, this is only the beginning. This is one school. Um, I know I've seen some other students that are starting Bible studies at other schools. So it's not just this area. God is moving through the school district. And so please be praying for our students, um, praying for the schools. And let's just see what God does this year. You know, I'm excited about that. I don't know about you, but that excites me. Um, <laughs> But man, have you been a blessing this week to anybody? Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you haven't, you you should. Because <laughs> like every opportunity we wake up, God wakes us up. There is there's a mission. There is a, a a goal. There's a plan. And talking about therefore go and make disciples all nations, sharing the love of Christ, they will know you by your love. Come on. And so if we walk in love, if we just live our life and love those around us, man, watch how God, how God will be great in every situation. Even when sometimes some situations suck, <laughs> God is going to be great. And we're all here gathered and we get to be in the presence of God not just once again not just to sit in these seats not to sit in this nice sanctuary with great carpet and all this new stuff and not just for that these four walls yes it's a building but we need to take the church out because if we sit in here and do nothing well I mean, we're going to have a great service. We're going to have, the Spirit's going to move. That's awesome. 
But we're missing something. We're missing the opportunity to go share the gospel. We're missing the opportunity to go share our testimony of what Jesus has done for us. And someone needs to hear your testimony. And so, as we get ready to worship, press in. Say, Father, fill me for this week so that I can go out and be a light in the darkness. Father, just use me however you want. But if you would stand, and we're just going to pray and we're going to enter in. So, Father, we say yes. We say yes to your plan and to your, uh, your, your call. Father, we say yes that we will go out and we will make disciples. Father, we say yes that we will walk out and love the way that you've called us to. Father, we just thank you for what you're going to do in this service, not just for this service, but as we walk out of this building, that we walk out differently than the way we came in. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How's everybody this morning? Blessed and highly favored. You can leave that reverb on. Tim makes me sound more grandiose than I am. Is everybody blessed? Amen. Highly favored? Yeah. Like Stevie said, have you been a blessing to others? Yeah. There's an opportunity today to bless the one who's greater than all, the Lord Jesus. Amen. Are you ready to manifest the presence of the living God in our midst? Hallelujah. You, yeah. you get to do that. You have a role to play in that. You have, was you put faith into action. Faith causes substance to come to the hope of glory, which is Christ in us. And, and evidence, the thing that's unseen. Philip said, show me the Father. Why? Because he was the unseen thing. So today, as we, as we worship in faith, and that's what, everything we do is by faith. And as we do that today, and Stevie's behind the drum so I can go anytime now, we're manifesting the literal, tangible presence of the living God. So are you ready? Well, let's do that. Come on, Stevie, whenever you're ready.
what you've done for one, you'll do for another one, Lord God. Mother, that you're no respecter of persons, that you love us all. Yeah, grab that microphone. Come on up, Jeannie, if you've got a word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For the offering, but if you don't know the words, and that one's really wordy, the screen's not working, if you turn around and look back, the screens are right there. What I can face the it backwards because I don't know the words to all, all the words to that song. And so if you face the other way for a while, would, would you, there's a, probably a light that, bulb out or something, the, but we can still follow the, the, the words. The, the, so. the Just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Controller, really right come there. up on the stage and turn it back on again. Sorry, this is a new one. We thought we had it not quite dialed in, but working. Back there, Connie's got it, remote control. If somebody wants to get it. Chad, bring it down. And I don't know why you would have it upstairs. It doesn't work up there. No, no, you got to come in front of it. All the way up, Chad, on the stage. Turn around, let everybody see you. Face that way. Chad, come up on the stage. Come up here. No, come up. Come up right by Kiana. Turn around. Double click it. Should come right on. Should. I have to turn around. There it comes. All right. So when oh, it's so bright. you might have turned it off up there. Don't touch that. Don't take that back up with you, Chad. Leave it at the sound booth. Thanks, buddy. All right. <laughs> so where were we? <laughs> yeah. Let's start at the chorus. All right. Thanks for leaving, Kath. Because you picked me up and turned me around and placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the master, I thank the savior, because you healed my heart, you changed my name, forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the master, I thank the savior, I thank God. Yeah.
morning for your goodness here in this house Lord God father for the word that's going to come forth that's going to move in power and demonstration father for the voices of the people here God worshiping you and declaring your goodness father giving glory for how beautiful and how amazing you are father let your praise be loud here this morning Lord God let it be loud here this morning Lord God let it be loud one two
this place. Give him praise, give him praise. Give him praise, give him praise. Let your praise be always on my lips, Lord. Let your praise be always on my lips, Lord. Because you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Let my life be worshipped to you. Let my life be worshipped to you.
thank you, Lord, for the anointing that's just, and the peace that's just settled into the sanctuary. Your presence, God. Peace that's the kingdom of God because, Jesus, you're the prince of it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord God, that we have a place, Father, that you have gone to prepare for us. But Father, right now in this time and in this place, God, we stand in the throne room. Father, we desire our eternity with you in heaven. But God, in your goodness and in your mercy, God, we stand here with you even now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, 
Father, we Father, we agree with the voice from heaven. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb of God who was slain from the foundation of the world. For our redemption, for our care, for our restoration, for our positioning in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus who is seated at your right side, Father. And Holy Spirit, we are thank you. We are thanking you and say thank you for the life that you have manifested in these once dead bodies and made us alive because of the blood of Christ. You are holy. Father, you are holy. Jesus, you are holy. And the Holy Spirit's part of your name. You're holy. Wow. Sometimes just to stand in the presence, the beautiful presence, the beautiful peace that's the kingdom. It's inhabited your praise this morning. Just don't want to go anywhere. Hallelujah. Wow, Jeannie, why don't you come on up? You may be seated. You know, the neat thing about being seated in Breaking for the offering time is it doesn't change the anointing that's in the house. It doesn't change the goodness of God that's here or what he's doing in you right now. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Amazing Grace. It is so wonderful to be here. Been gone a couple weeks, um, and it's just great to come home. What a spirit in here. And Jim, why don't you come up and you can give an announcement while I bring my phone up for that. And, and I just want to thank our worship team, how amazing, you know, and, and those that make it so we can, Tim back there, that making it so we can hear, Chad making it so we can see and enter in. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. And, and uh, if you, you have things about what's coming up, which will be so fun. Jim? I don't even wait for that. Anyway, I'll use it. Remember, next Sunday, there's only one service. 10 o'clock. Okay, if you come early, you can always pray that everything will be all right tomorrow, especially in the nice weather and stuff. But remember, 10 o'clock. Um, a couple things. Uh, we'll have the big tent set in the back of the church. Some of you are new people. Uh, you've never been here before. Uh, enjoy it because we have a lot of food and a lot of fun and everything else going on. Uh, if you, I think we got about 193 signed up. That is a lot of people. So, and a lot of them are going to bring a dish to pass. If you bring a dish to pass, uh, we'll have somebody at the front door that will take your food and prepare it. We like to have it set up prior to the end of service. So don't hold your food back and bring it out later on because we're trying to get everybody going and everything. There will be inflatables out there for the kids, a lot of games, and a good time. There will be a, a, a hayride, I think. I'm pretty sure. 
we'll see how that works out. And uh, make sure that when you bring your dish, bring it in a disposable container. Okay, no spoons. disposable dress casual this is gonna be a fun day so don't wear your suit and tie because you're probably gonna regret it later on so uh, anyway so I think that's it uh, that's all the notes I have I think Connie should be all set for everything we got the people that's gonna help us and stuff so remember it's not gonna be at the farm we moved it here at the church this year so everything is gonna be changed around so be a lot of fun Amen. So if you're jumping on the inflatables, you want to wear your shorts or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> okay. Um, when I was praying about the scripture for offering, one came to mind that I was a little bit surprised at, and it's found in the book of Acts. It is in the 11th chapter, and preceding that verse, it talks about this great outpouring of, of the Holy Spirit in Antioch. And first, when people went there, it was because of the persecution that started when Stephen was killed. And, and they went and they preached to the Jews. But then a group came and they started to preach to the Gentiles, and you had this huge wave of people coming to the Lord. And they sent for Barnabas, and he came, and then he went and got Paul, and he was there. Um, and this is where it picks up, is, is verse 21, 27, those are really little numbers, is in the Passion, and it says, At that time there were prophets in the church of Jerusalem, and some of them came to Antioch. And one of them named Agabus stood up in one of the meetings, and he prophesied by the Holy Spirit that a severe famine was, coming, was about to come to, over Israel. And this prophecy was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius Caesar. So they determined that each believer, according to his or her ability, would give an offering to send as relief to the brethren living in, Drew, living in Jerusalem. Sorry, And they set aside gifts and, and the entrusted funds to Barnabas and to Paul to take to the elders of the church of Jerusalem. And, and I thought, well, why is that the scripture? But when I really started researching it, it was the first time in history that there was a a gift like that given that they've been able to find recorded that one people group, the Gentiles, gave to another people group, the Jews. But in reality, they had become one. They'd become Christians. But they gave, and they didn't give out of, you know, somebody saying you have to give a certain amount. It was each person according to their ability, and they gave. And the one thing that was interesting, several translations, instead of saying there was going to be a famine in Jerusalem and Judea, say there, there was going to be a famine in the world. And apparently there was. It really, really hit Jerusalem in that area the hardest, but the famine was in the world. And you know what's our human tendency when we hear bad news is coming? We store up and we hoard up. But yet, the believers gave to those in need. And what I would really, um, what was on my heart about that is this church has always been a giving church. But the temptation the enemy always puts in my heart, and I'm sure in other hearts, is, no, 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 you're going to need that. You're going to need that for your kids. You're going to need this for that. So don't give this time. And when we don't give, we also puts us in a bad boat on the rest of the, you know, on our, out our outcome. 
We are to be givers, and when we're givers, God will take care of us. So, you know, my strong encouragement as we look at economy, and I just came from the world of $5 and 25 cents or 35 cent gas in, out in California, and it was like, oh, thank God I'm in Michigan. And, you know, and, but the, the tendency is to hold back, and God's word to his people is never hold back. We give, we don't give what we don't have, but we give what he provides for us, and then he continues to provide for us. So we're going to stand up, we're going to come forward and give, and I think this, you know, if you don't have envelopes, you can wave to Jim or somebody, he'll get them for you, but, but I think we're, we're all good. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, we are not going to come forward, we're going to pass the bucket, so you can, you can sit back down, and um, yeah, and the ushers will take care of that. Thanks, Charlie. To sink. Let's pray over the offering. Sorry. Tell you, jet lag does great things, and hanging out all night in, in airports <laughs> it really helps the brain too. So, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God, that you have, you have blessed this church, and you bless this church, and you bless this church, and this people have given and given. And we thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to give into your kingdom and into your work in Jesus' name. Amen. Just where you need us Take me there, take me there What you need is just an offering It's right here, my life is here And I'll be a living sacrifice For you, your fire, the refine 
No, you're good. You are good. Thank you, Lord. Well, um, I am not Pastor Jolliffe. A little shorter than he is. But it is good to be in the house today, amen? <clears throat> I believe they're, pastor's in Marietta, right? Yeah, preaching. Texted me this morning and told me to have fun, so I'm going to do my best to obey my leader. Amen. Um, <clears throat> you know, I always start all of my sermons every time I speak um, and just take a minute to thank Pastor um, because it's important to honor those who have honored the gift and call that's on the inside of you. And um, so I know that this is recorded and going to be on a podcast. And even if I didn't, I would still take the time to say, Pastor, thank you so much. Um, what you and Sharon have meant and done for my wife and I over the years is uh, amazing. We have amazing pastors here, amen? They love us. And um, yeah, I'm just so thankful. Well, this week, um, the Lord... <laughs> I had been preparing something else. <laughs> and uh, the Lord began to deal with me about something. And uh, I believe it's for this morning. And um, before we get into it, I just want to preface this by saying, um, in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, a very familiar portion of Scripture, and it says, What? Anybody know? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And then in Romans chapter 8, it says that those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And so this morning, what I believe the Lord has for us I think is going to require us to lean not on our own understanding and um, just allow the Holy Spirit to put some stuff in us um, because I have had a hard time figuring out exactly how to describe and how to get over what the Spirit dropped in my heart this week. And so we're just going to trust him this morning, amen? Because he knows, and regardless of anything that I say, whether I say anything at all that makes sense to you, the Holy Spirit is still well able to shed light, to bring life and revelation to the inside of you, amen? And so would you just believe with me this morning for just that? Would you believe with me that this morning the Lord might be able to deposit some things that will change our lives, that will affect the way that we live? Amen? Y'all with me? 
we're going to pray, and then we're going to jump into this, okay? Father, we come to you this morning, and we thank you, and we honor you for your presence that's already here. It's already been flowing. It's already been moving. And we honor that. We don't move past that. We thank you, Lord God, that you're not far off, but you're here, and you desire a relationship with your children. And Lord God, you're not a, a God that created the world and then abandoned us, <laughs> but you're a God that is near. And so, Father, today as I speak, I pray that it would be your words and not mine. Father God, that your spirit would bring revelation light, that your spirit would deposit things on the inside of us, Father, and as we speak about some of these things, that your presence would just continue to flow and move, and that, Lord God, because of that presence coming into this room, if there be any sickness or disease or foul spirit or any of those things, that they would flee to get out of the glory. That as your presence comes in and as we become more aware of your presence in this place this morning, that, Father, bodies would begin to mend, that hearts would be healed, Because oh, you can do it. You can do it. Amen. Amen. Well, like I said, um, this week the Lord had been speaking to me about halfway through the week, I would say. Uh, I had a different thing prepared, and, and uh, he's like, that's good. Thank you. Um do this. And that's better because it's what he wants. So anyways, I was listening to a sermon and um, I'm, for those of you who do not know, I work for a uh, wine and spirits company uh, distributing to stores all over the state. And uh, so I'm all over the place, all week long in stores. Just literally, I just do this all day long. Take a bottle out of a box and I set it on a countertop. So I'm just stocking wine, right? I'm walking up and down these aisles. I got an earbud in. I'm listening to this minister and he starts preaching and he's getting after it. And I was loving it. And he got to this story and then I got stuck here. So we're going to read, go to Acts chapter 3, and um, we're going to start with, with this, and then I'll tell you what the Lord said to me, amen? Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 1, y'all there? Just your, your pages turn in, so I'm awake. So. God's not in a rush. Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 1, it says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, 
to ask alms of those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked them for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And the thing that the Holy Spirit highlighted to me out of that verse while this man was speaking about something that had nothing to do with this, (laughs) because that's how the Holy Spirit works many times. The minister will be speaking about something, and he'll say something and think that it was just a rabbit trail, but it was exactly what you needed to hear. And so I'm listening, and he goes off a little bit about this and reads that part, And I heard the Spirit of God say, you have something. Silver and gold I do not have. But what I have. But what I, what I have. So I'm walking through this aisle and I'm like, yeah, it's what I, it's what I have. I have it. Me. I have it. Not trying to get it. I have it. I have it. It's in me. So then it starts to like stir around on the inside of me, right? And it's like, yeah, I have it. No, it's in me. It's in me. Who's in me? He's in me. Who's in me? The Holy Spirit's in me. It's in me. It's in me. And so I'm walking around and I'm just telling myself over and over again, it's in me. It's in me. It's in me. It's in me. And I am, I got a headphone in. I have no idea that there's a person standing next to me. And I'm just, it's in me, it's in me, it's in me, ha, it's in me, yeah, it's in me, ha, ha, yeah, it is, it's in me. And and I guarantee that person was standing there going, yeah, it sounds like it's in you, maybe you need to take a break. (laughs) Been trying them samples too much. (laughs) But it was in me. It's in, it's in us. Who's in us? The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. What I have. What I have. Peter wasn't trying to get something. He already had it. He was fully convinced that the thing which he had was more than able, was more than able. He did not, there wasn't, mm. he didn't say, what I have I give you. And then he walked over and he said, Father, if it be your will. Well, if you can find it in your infinite mercy, could you please, this time? He didn't say any of that. And I'm listen, I believe in, in, I was talking to Josh, my brother-in-law, this past week, shameless plug, we have a podcast. Um, and uh, so I was talking to him before we started about this, this, because, you know, it's stirring on the inside of me. I mean, it's, it's in there, it's in me. And uh, so I'm talking to him about it. And, uh, and I, was, I, said, I said, you know, I said, uh, 
I, I totally believe that we need to teach about faith. We need to teach about laying on of hands. We need to teach about healing. And, and I totally, 100% believe that because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I, I'm totally with that. Peter did not teach this man anything. He didn't make sure his faith was at the right level before he healed him. Did he? No. He said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do I, I give you. And he grabbed him and he said, rise up and walk. The man was lame since birth. All he's ever known is being lame. That's it. And it says that when he grabbed, so up until the point when he grabbed him and pulled him up, nothing had happened in the man's body. He's still lame. You get that? He's still lame. But when he pulled him up, something changed. Why? Because faith. Because Peter was convinced that what he had in him was able. Was able. So what I heard the Lord say while I was walking around, saying that over and over and over and over and over again, because sometimes you just got to let it marinate a little bit, you know? I heard him say this, it's time for my church to grow in the understanding and awareness of what I have given them and who I have put in them. What I have planned for this hour is going to require you to move up higher. It's going to require us to become fully persuaded of the reality of the Holy Spirit in us and his ability to communicate with us. The Holy Spirit, you, you were created with the capacity to hear every word that God speaks. And oftentimes, I hear this a lot, especially in some of the younger circles that I run in. I just can't, I just can't hear God. I just don't know. I really don't like it when people say that because it's not faith. <laughs> if you are trusting God, you're believing God for something, you're believing God for an answer, um, you'll get it every time. He's able to speak to you. He knows how. He's really intelligent that way. And he created you to hear from him. And he created you to move in him. And he created you to live in him. Right? See, the reality of the indwelling Holy Spirit is something that if we, if we really knew, we would live differently. And I know some people are going, well, I know the Holy Spirit's in me. I, I, I know that. This is old news. I know the Holy Spirit's in me. 
There's a difference between having head knowledge of something and actually knowing. Let's keep going. So this is all stirring in me, right? He's in me. He's in you. He's in us. And um, <clears throat> I get out of work in time, thankfully, for the first time in a long time, get out of work in time to make it to midweek service here at the church. And um, pastor, for those of you who have been going, would know that pastor has been working through John. Right? And I walk in 17 minutes late. And man, I had all the reasons why I shouldn't show up 17 minutes late, right? Uh, it's, it's rude. To, that would be rude to be that late. I shouldn't do that. Oh, it'll probably distract people. I don't want don't to distract people from the word. And all the reasons, right, why you don't show up to something and you make it so that really what you're doing is a service to the other people. Um, but actually, you just don't want to go. And I'm telling you, um, I went because I knew I needed to. And because of the fact that I am believing God for this next move, I'm, I'm pursuing revival. And um, if I want to see revival, if we want to see revival, we need to make time for the things that God's doing. And if we want to see revival, we need to do things a little bit differently than we've done before. Because otherwise, we're just begging God as though we're trying to convince him to do something. As though it's our idea for God to move. Which is just so wrong. Last, I think two times ago when I preached, I talked a little bit about revival. And I told you that the Lord told me do you really believe that you want revival more than me? And I said, well, I don't think I do. But sometimes my actions tell me that I think that. Okay, sorry. Maybe I'm being a little too real here. God wants that. We're not waiting on God to move. God wants it. So anyways, we need to make time for God. So I'm, I'm, I'm on my way there. I get there, walk in, sit down in the back, and, and pastor happens to be right in the middle of John chapter 14. And he gets down there to John chapter 14 and, and verse 17. And... Um, now, I've, I've, I have taught John 14, 17. I've preached John 14, 17. I mean, I was, uh, for those of you who don't know, I went to uh, Rhema Bible College, and while I was there, I, I ushered at the Prayer and Healing Center, and the director at the Prayer and Healing Center at the time was named Leanne Sosby. She's an amazing woman of God. 
And she got some revelation out of John 14, 17. And so I'm going to tell you what, I don't think there was one sermon the whole time I was at school that didn't contain John 14, 17. It always came back to it. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him nor knows him, but you know him. And we just say it. You know him. And I'm telling you what, man, I love that verse. Did you know there's more? That's not the end of John 14, 17. And I've preached the whole thing, and I always, I read it. I read it. Well, I don't normally read it anymore. I just, I think I know John 14, 17 better than I know John 3, 16, honestly. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he has been with you and shall be in you. And so I'm, I'm pastor's talking, and he gets to John 14, 17. I lean over to Kara, and he goes to start reading it. And I said, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. And I start quoting it to her, because, you know, I know this. I know this. And that's a great revelation. I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't know that you know God, you need to get there. Because you know him. Jesus said you did. So you can believe you don't, but you would be arguing with Jesus. <laughs> you know him. My sheep know my voice. The voice of a stranger they will not follow. Right? So I've preached that. So pastor says that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this. I know it. I got it. And then he gets past. He says, for he shall be in you. And my spirit went, Steve, it's been there the whole time. And I said, well, I know that you're in me. And he said, no. You know that you should know that I'm in you. Huh? You know, I think sometimes we deal with this when it comes to healing. We know that we should know that he heals us. We know that we should know that by his stripes we're healed. Okay. So anyways, this is stirring in me. He's in me. Right there. Read it a million times. And all of a sudden I just, I get it. You ever had that happen to you where you're just sitting somewhere and you think you know something and then all of a sudden you know it? It's like you just rediscovered everything that has ever been. The greatest experience you'll ever have. And I love it every time it happens. He's in us. He's in us. So I was praying last night that the Holy Spirit would just drop that in you. That this morning as I speak and as I talk about, because listen, when we draw attention to things in the scripture, when we begin to speak about the supernatural, when we begin to speak about the Holy Spirit, 
He's waiting for that. The Bible says that, that he is waiting, how does it say it? To confirm his word, how does he say that? I, I, I wasn't going to say this, but. What? Yeah, yeah, the signs and wonders following, yep, yep. I'll look it up in a minute. It says he's waiting for someone to do something, to speak, to believe him. He hastens, that's the word I was looking for. He hastens to execute his word. That's what I was looking for. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. You need the Holy Spirit because sometimes... People who should know don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but he hastens to confirm and execute his word. And so when you start to bring attention to the things that God wants to do, it's like he's like standing there going, yeah, would you like me to show you how all of this works? Would you like me to show you? Would you like me to help you experience this? Like for real? Like really experience it? Like, so that the next time you're sitting in a service and the minister says, did you feel that? You, like, actually feel it and you don't just nod your head in agreement? Because we can. God's real. He's not an idea. He's real. Let me get back to my notes. Oh, yes, we are going to get back to my notes. Hallelujah. Hmm. So he said to me, time for my church to grow in the understanding and awareness that he is in us and that he's able to communicate with us. Why? Because... Ministry, and I'm not talking about fivefold ministry, I'm not talking about pastors and pulpit and stuff, I'm talking about the working, the works of God. The disciples asked Jesus, How do we work the works? How do we work these works that you've been doing? It's right, he just fed a multitude and all this stuff, and they're like, Well, how do we do that? How do we work the works of God? And Jesus says, Believe. Thanks for the help. I was wanting a little more instruction. Believe me. Essentially, that's what he says. He says, believe in the one whom God sent, which is him. Believe me. What did he say? He said, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he shall be with you and he has been with you and shall be in you. So when Peter walks up to the temple, he's convinced. He's convinced. Already convinced because Jesus said it, because Jesus moved, because he heard when he said, how do I work the works? Believe me. It's really simple. It's really easy. We complicate things. But it's really, it's really that simple. Believe God. So that next time when you're standing in front of someone and they have this sickness that you in your mind have no idea 
Like, God, I know that you're a healer, but this, I don't know about this. The Holy Spirit goes, no, yeah, I can definitely do that. And then you lay hands on them and it doesn't work. I don't have time to talk about that this morning, but it doesn't work. That's my beard. <laughs> the Holy Spirit goes, no, 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 it does work. Do this instead. And then if you follow the Holy Spirit in that moment, you become way more effective because we get stuck in our ruts of how we think it's time to minister and how we think we need to do things and, and our formulas and our ideas and our, right? You see Jesus do this all over the place in scriptures. He spits on the ground and makes some mud and rubs it in a dude's eyes. Sometimes he casts out demons by saying, come out. Sometimes he, one time he, he asks the demon its name. He says, legion. That happened once, okay? Don't make doctrine out of that. Hallelujah. But it's, it was different. Why? Because, because that's what needed to happen in order to be effective in the ministering of the gospel in that moment. And when you become more aware of what's in you, you are able to move and flow and do things in God. And you don't have to fail. Amen? We have to stop. But I want to read you something real quick. I asked Pastor if I could read you this prophecy I found last week. Um, I was, again, just listening to somebody speaking, and they had a recording of Kenneth E. Hagan prophesying. And for those of you who don't know, he's the guy who started Kenneth Hagin Ministries. It's where um, uh, Rhema Bible Church was started and Rhema Bible Training Center, which is where I went to. <laughs> um, and he had a great healing ministry, but he also sat in the office of a prophet. And I want to read this to you real quick because I heard it and I was like, man, that's exactly, that's what I'm feeling. That's, that's I believe that what the Lord is moving the church into, at least me, you guys don't have to come if you don't want to, but I'd like you to, um, what, the, what God is moving the church into in this time, and, and I don't just mean here, is this. So I'm gonna read it. It says, the time is coming and now is when men and women, blood bought and blood washed, will come to realize and know the fullness of the covenant that belongs to them. They will come to know the authority, the rights, and the privileges. And there shall arise a company in these last days that many will call supermen. Because they will operate in the realm of the supernatural in a way that has not been done before. Oh, many have touched the edge, gotten right up to the edge occasionally, but the time is coming when men will walk in it in fullness. Walk in their covenant. Walk in the supernatural. And it will be just as natural to walk in the supernatural as it is for a bird to fly or a fish to swim. But hearts must be prepared. Minds must be renewed. Spirits must come into subjection to the Father of spirits. And to know what his will is 
in many cases and in many areas. Learn to be sensitive, your spirit sensitive to his spirit. Learn to communicate with him in the spirit, not only communicating with him in other tongues as the spirit of God gives you utterance, but learn also that you can communicate with him in the supernatural utterance of prophecy. Speaking supernaturally in your own language, not out of your head, but out of your spirit. Yes, it's time for your tongue to get hooked up with your spirit, for your spirit knows things that your head does not know. And so praying out of your spirit, both in tongues and with the gift of prophecy, you will be able to speak supernaturally and know what you were praying about, and you will see it come to pass. For the Lord is, not, for the Lord is on the giving hand. Yea, he has not said it and then forgotten it. But he wants you to know, because your faith isn't going to work without you knowing. That's the reason why he said, put me in remembrance. Speak it out for yourself. You see, you're down here in the earth, and down here on the earth, you're the one with authority. And so, you're speaking it out. And by you speaking it out, you create it. For faith's confessions creates reality. And there is a revelation of truth along these lines that some have come very close to receiving and yet have not seen clearly. But the revelation is here. And they will be able to teach men in the realm of the spirit in this area where they can operate just like a natural man would teach someone uh, the multiplication table and they would be able to operate with multiplication. And so spiritual things will become just as real as natural, mental, and material things. And it shall be said in these last days, as it has been in the past, there are giants in the land. But these giants will not be of physical stature, but of spiritual. And I believe that if we would allow the Holy Spirit to deposit some stuff in us, that we would begin to walk in the fullness of that. What does that look like? I don't know. I'm excited to see it. Amen? Amen. Well, God is good. And he's well able. And if we would take the time to step out of the way, we could see some stuff. He's in you. The anointing is in you. The power is in you. The spirit of God is in you for every occasion. Chuck, you want to come up and get ready here? I have a lot more, but that's okay. Some of you are like, you just said the same thing over and over again. Well, let's get it. Maybe I'll move on. No. Father, we thank you. Mm, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you, Lord God, for the reality of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. God, you're so good. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But what I have, I give you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Jesus was uh, 
uh, teaching in Mark chapter 4, sower in, uh, and then the mustard seed and the different things that he taught. And then and they said, okay, now we need to go to the other side of the lake. And they get in the boat and they're going across the lake. And uh, before that happens, though, it says here in uh, in chapter 4 of, of uh, Mark, and on the day when evening had come, he said to them, let's go across the other side and leaving the crowd. They took him with them. That's the disciples took Jesus with them, with the they took Jesus with them in the boat, and there's this little line, just as he was. Wait until I grow my beard a foot longer. I, I better change my clothes. Just as that bothered me forever. So it's little statements. They didn't discern the loaves after, after they feed the 5,000, and they're, they're afraid on the lake at another time until the Lord speaks something to you, just as he was. Because what was about to happen was Jesus was about to calm a storm with a word. What was about to happen, he was about to cast that demon or that legion out of the man uh, at Gethsemane and, and then change, change based on that Decapolis in the whole region of Israel. And, and Jesus did not have to go into the wilderness to pray for 40 days. He didn't have to, just a minute, I better fast, I better do this, I better do that. No, just as he was. Why? What I have is enough. What did he have? Just what Dakota's been preaching. That was an awesome word. That was one, a word that we need to hold on to and do more than that, put it in practice. So just as he was, was well able to bring incredible impact to the moment and for eternity for many. So if you're part of the prayer team, come on up. Just on Sunday, I interrupted Dakota and Stevie. They were out back talking to a guy. And I had a little quick thing. I just wanted to tell him real quick. So I kind of pulled up and to tell him and got out of the truck because this guy they were talking to had a devil. No waiting around, just dealt with it. His words to me were, you scare me. Well, we cast the devil out, and then we weren't scary anymore. But he wasn't afraid, but that demon sure is. You have authority. And then I left, and you guys, I, don't, I didn't hear the end of the story yet, so I'm anxious to hear how you finished up. But here's the thing. What's in you is more than enough. Why? It's the Holy Spirit. Wow. These guys are filled with the Holy Spirit. They're filled with the power of God. As, as they pray for you, God is going to move and do things. Why? Because God watches over his word to perform it. So if you're here dealing with a couple things the Lord gave me, first of all, if you're dealing with arthritis of any kind, somebody's dealing with arthritis in the back, we need to, was that you? Okay, you'll get prayer too, but you can pray for somebody else maybe that has that as well. If you're dealing with arthritis, uh, the back was an area that I received from the Lord. We want to pray for you. If, if you're dealing with issues in your, uh, for the best way I can describe it is your saliva glands, uh, some of the glands here, I don't know if it's dry mouth. I don't know if you drool. I, I just don't know. It's just the, the saliva glands is what the Lord spoke to me. We want to pray for you. If you're here and, and you're dealing with, with some joint pain, and that's not arthritis, you're, you're dealing with swelling is what, okay, thank you, Lord, swelling, and it's causing some pain in joints. We want to pray for you. So if those things are, are you, come on up. Anybody here have a word for you? Yes, sir, come on. 
I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like this this faint pain in your ear, but it just won't go away. And it's like reoccurring. And it, it, it feels like the worst thing ever. It's just like like this silent ding in your ear and it hurts. Yeah, God wants to set you free from that. It hurts. Cool. Anybody else? It's going to be weakness in your right knee. Um, that's what I have to serve up for. All right. So if that's any of those things are for you, come on up right now. If it's something that you have and you're dealing with it, hasn't been spoken or called out, please realize God wants to heal you. You don't have to wait for that. You can come up right now. We'll, we'll add our faith with yours and see God do a miracle. God is in the miracle business and wants to do it. So. Come right up right now. Don't delay it. I'm going to speak a word of blessing over the rest of you, and we'll send you on your way today. And don't forget, next week, 10 o'clock service only, and we're dressing casual. Okay? Um, who was the guy from Green Acres? Remember? Some of you older girls. Who's the, who's the star of Green Acres? What was this character's name? Green Acres is the place. Eddie Albert played the character, but I can't think of the guy's name. He and Jaja Gabor, they worked a farm in a suit, coat, and tie. So feel free to come in a suit, coat, and tie uh, and be casual. So if you want to do that. <clears throat> Sorry. Anybody think of the name yet? Hurry. Somebody tell me. <sighs> anyway, I'll Google it. Father, in Jesus' name, I just speak a blessing over these people. I thank you, Lord God, for their faithfulness to you and your word, Lord God. And just as they are, full of the Holy Spirit, Father, they have what it takes to be successful in your kingdom on their behalf, on their children's behalf, on their family's behalf, on their workplace's behalf, Father, and the people around them, on everything that they put their hands to, God, they have the ability, God, through faith to impact and bring about the kingdom in those things. Bless them, Lord God, as they go this week. Give them an awesome week. Father, we love them, and we're excited to fellowship with them next week, Lord God, as we, as we uh, break bread together uh, at the harvest party. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. We love you. Please come up. Please receive prayer. Um.